0: Hello everybody, my name is Lana Elise Hill and welcome to the first ever episode of That Steep Podcast. I am so excited to welcome you all to the launch of this podcast and I'm very excited to start this. And I am a recent graduate, I have a degree in psychology and on this season I am really enjoying the jobs that I have and I have just been thinking about, okay, so now that I have my degree, what are some things that I can do in my free time and what are some passions that I can explore and so I live with my sister and I love that so much and Leslie and I we were having conversations about what I would be doing um in this new season and she just said Lana what are you into and then I was like that's a good question Leslie and I basically was telling her that I love having deep conversations I am a very deep feeler I love having meaningful conversations about things, and that's just a big part of who I am. I'm also a four on the Enneagram, so that means that feelings, I'm very drawn to sensitivity and just talking about my own feelings and other people's feelings as well, and that's just how the Lord wired me. And so we quickly agreed that I should start a podcast and talk about relevant issues and topics. And I just decided on the name That's Deep because, like I said, I love depth. And it reminds me of my siblings so much because I have a lot of siblings, if you didn't know that. And something that my sister Lisa and my other sisters, we, I think it was when we were in Poland or something, but we, after we heard a really great talk or someone dropped the mic, we say, That's deep, that's deep. Or we just, we've been saying that for a long time. And then, but what we started was doing this, that's deep. And that we had a whole like hand motion that went with it. And basically that just says that, okay, preach. And the Black community really does that a lot when we are in the congregation. We like it when people talk back to us. So that's why I chose that name. And I just want to have good, meaningful conversations on this podcast. And hopefully I can have some wonderful Guest on it as well so we can kind of have dialogue as well. So I'm very excited and I've had so much support from my family and my sister Lauren hooked me up with this mic. Shout out to you. And my dad helped me with the logo and I'm just feeling very encouraged to do this. So without further ado let's get on to the topic of today. So this first episode I am going to talk about Dante Wright and Black Lives. Now, I did not want to start my first podcast talking about such a heavy, heavy and hard and painful topic, but one I'm open to where the Lord leads. I can have my own plans, but if He puts something on my heart to talk about, I want to listen to that. And I also think it's important to stay relevant. These are issues right now that are really affecting the Black community, and they're relevant and it's something that I want to address and so my family also said Lana this would be a good thing for you to talk about so that's what I'm doing so first of all I just am praying very much for Dante Wright and his family it's heartbreaking to me it's so heartbreaking to me to know that they are mourning his loss and that he had a little baby um, as he was a father and a son and just I'm, I know that he has his own community of people that are mourning and I just wanted to, to encourage all of us to be praying for him and if I am honest this personally really really hit me and this past week I remember just getting very very sad And just feeling heavy and just feeling called to just cry out to God. Didn't really know what to say, but I just was like, gosh, Lord, I'm so sad. And texting my family and saying, like, I'm not okay right now. And it, I just reached out to my community because a lot of times I am a very verbal processor. And so a lot of times when I just feel overwhelmed with my own thoughts, I need to need to talk about it that's how I process things and so I reached out to people that I trust in my own community and my family and, and we were able to talk about that and that was very much of a blessing to have people to process this with and so I did spend a lot of time crying out to God and talking to communities about this and I think one thing there's so many things to address so many aspects to address and personally this was just a reminder of how people disregard the value of black lives and it just really does it really leaves me speechless because even sitting down to talk about this topic I don't know where to start and where to begin and it just evokes so much pain um anxiety fear and I have I have like I mentioned I have a lot of siblings and we are very close, and I have five sisters and one brother. And I just think about how beautiful and charismatic my brother is, and it just it nerves me to know that his body and his livelihood is seen as a threat. And excuse me, I have mercy on me. I am working on the angles and stuff, but I'll get there. Sorry, um, this is really serious what I'm saying. Um, I have a beautiful Black brother and I just love him so much and it makes me think about him. And honestly, I have a lot of pain and anxiety and fear when I think about what can happen to him and even, yeah, people that I love for sure. Um, and then I something that I started thinking about recently was I have been seeing some some of my friends i've been interacting with their dogs and some of them have very dark fur so one dog dog has like a really chocolate brown color fur and another one has black fur and i was like people love dogs of all different colors and how crazy would it be if they tortured this dog because they have chocolate brown coffee colored fur or that they have black fur. And I'm like, we know that we can't do this to dogs. We would never shoot a dog or be afraid of the dog because they have dark fur, but we do that to human beings. And it just was like, oh, okay, like dogs are valued more than me and my people and my community are. And that has been really, really hard, but it also shows me that how Stupid racism is, and how terrible it is, and we really just need to spend some time thinking about it in different examples. And you know, and this applies to anything. Horses, they're beautiful brown horses, and we love them, and we think that they reflect the beauty of God, and we think that they're gorgeous. And we can't do that with human beings. It's it's crazy, and I just have been thinking also about how. The enemy, he's a really big expert at taking something that is beautiful and something that is true and distorting it just a little bit that it resembles or feels true, but is so fundamentally, fundamentally off and wrong um, and is a lie. So what do I mean by that? So, I mean, let me rephrase that. So I believe that the enemy takes things that are true and once we're good and beautiful and he distorts it just a little bit and makes it seem that it's true but it's really a lie and it's terrible and i want to talk about this in terms of the black community so black people you know we have been subjected to such a long history of distortion and lies and the bible has been taken to some phrases about like slaves obeying your masters and different passages have been taken to justify slavery and oppression and it also has um us as we are less than so the lies of racism have been perpetuated on perpetuated onto us for a very long time and being subjected to a lie and being the being the one that's being lied about it can take a whole lot of energy and wisdom to cling to the truth because you're so busy listening and hearing the lies that society feeds you and i this these incidences of police brutality and racism really does brush against a wound in my own heart and it makes me realize that i have believed some lies about myself and sometimes I think that I am not good enough or I am not beautiful enough or that something was wrong with my skin. And thankfully, I had a conversation with my mother and she was just like, uh-uh, we are not believing that. That is not true. You are beautiful and you are blessed. And Jesus didn't make any mistakes when he made you. You are made in the image of God. Amago day, Made in the image of God. And I'm so thankful that I have people in my life who point me to Christ's truth. And we need to be reminding ourselves, what does the the scriptures actually say? What does God actually say about us? So what is true, like I said, we are made in the image of God, yet people so desperately make us feel like we are not. And they are huge problems with how black people have been treated. And so my sister, she actually, in our group chats, I love being able to have group chats with my family. And she sent a picture, basically, I think it was a tweet that said, I am not tired of being black. I am tired of racism. But what's crazy is that sometimes it's so easy for us to say, to take pity on the fact that we are black and to say, oh my gosh, I'm so tired being black like life would be easier if I wasn't this way but the issue is not our skin the issue is racism it's the sin and so we need to be able to realize what is true and what is not true and also I was I remember there was a post from Talat Chrisley and he has a biracial granddaughter and somebody said, oh, I'm, I feel bad for her. I'm Something like that. You'll have to, I'll have to insert it or something or you'll have to look it up. But some somebody was taking pity on his granddaughter and saying that color really does mess up the kids' lives. And he said, color doesn't mess up the kids' lives, but prejudice, prejudices, okay, you know what I'm trying to say. Prejudice and racism is what messes things up. The truth is that, Blackness is not wrong, and it's not hard, or is, and it's not a deficit, and it's quite the contrary. It's beautiful and reflects the creativity and diversity of God. And we do a better job of of appreciating God's diversity in the animal kingdom, but we have so much trouble doing it with human beings. Humans are totally depraved and wicked, and we just create a hierarchy, and we want to put people on top, and we want to put people on the bottom. And they want to be, people want to be the best at whatever cost, including the killings of others, human beings. And so I just want to encourage us that skin is, our skin is not what's wrong and Blackness is not what's wrong. It is the long history of injustices projected onto us that is wrong. And maybe continue to go to Christ to find the truth that sets us free. And may us as a Black community encourage each other to say, no, we are beautiful. We are amazing, we are funny, we are resilient, we are strong, we are made in the image of God. And I just want to encourage us to believe the truth and to decipher between the lies and say, hey, hold up, what you're saying about me is not true. What God says about me is is what defines me. And sometimes you have to seek out those communities. I was talking with a wiser friend and... She was just talking about the importance of seeking out communities where you feel valued and loved. And sometimes that takes a lot of intentionality. Sometimes you're not going to stumble across the communities that you really need. Sometimes you have to look out and ask. Sometimes you have to read books. Sometimes you have to choose the songs that you listen to. You just need to prioritize finding things that fuel your confidence. And that's something that I also... I'm in a season of wanting and desiring more spaces and experiences that encourage who I am and ways that I can celebrate my own culture. And I think that as a Black community, we have to encourage each other to do that. And I just wanted to speak to the non-Black people and white people and non-Black people I think that ways that you can love us, first of all, I think that I was talking to my siblings, what can I say about this? And my brother, he was talking about how hurtful it is when there's a black death and somebody says, um, well, he was kind of like a criminal or he kind of was not listening. So, you know, but I hate it. I think that that's just terrible to do that when someone's grieving. It diminishes the life of another human being, and that's empathy one-on-one. You don't say to somebody who's mourning, someone who is mourning of a life, the valuable life, precious life, and you don't you don't say, "Oh, well, it doesn't matter that much because blah 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 blah." There's no reason to say that to someone who's mourning. We need to value life and we need to give people the space to mourn. If you feel like you want to say that to somebody or go on Instagram or go on social media and say that and post about like, well, you don't really know what happened. Or yeah, if you feel like you want to have a lack of empathy, I just rather you not say anything at all. I think sometimes we don't know what to say, but if you don't have anything that's coming out of a place of love and comfort, then just don't say anything at all. That's very painful for you, for people to have a lack of empathy for anybody's life, and that goes for anyone. Any type of death, you don't go to someone who's grieving and say like, "Oh, I'm sorry you lost your your friend," or "But that person that they weren't the best person. They weren't the best." So. Or he wasn't the best person, so I don't know why you're so sad. You don't do that. That's just not an appropriate response ever, period. So I would just encourage you to show empathy. And if you don't have anything empathetic to say, then don't say anything at all. And I would just encourage what you can do is just to be there and listen. As I mentioned, I needed to talk to my community. And I talked to my family. And I also talked to my other people who, people who weren't black. And I was um, on a walk with a very dear friend of mine and I just was overwhelmed and she listened to me and I got to a point of tears and I cried and she just helped me. And she said that she's praying and interceding and interceding before the Lord on my behalf. And there was something so therapeutic about my sister in Christ praying for me. And don't underestimate the beauty of listening and asking questions and just being there to empathize with people. There's something so beautiful about the body of Christ that lifts you up when you can't lift up yourself. And so I just wanted to leave you with this picture. Um, This is all to all the believers that are listening. And Sometimes there are moments within the Black community that the pain is, is so severe, especially, I was talking to my friend about this, that there's just, because of social media at this day and age, there's so much traumatizing images and things are, prob- are probably happening as frequently as they always have been. But now we have our phones and we get received news so much quicker than we did in the past and so that's a lot of trauma for a people group to experience and so sometimes i feel like i can pray but sometimes it's hard to pray and know what to say and to have courage and to have faith sometimes and i'm just always blessed by this example in in the bible in luke chapter 5 starting at verse 17 it talks about jesus healing a man who was let down through the roof so basically there is a man who couldn't walk to jesus on his own and so there was a big crowd and this man could not get to jesus on his own because he couldn't yeah he couldn't walk to jesus and so his his friends made an opening for him in the roof and literally propelled him down in front of Jesus and Jesus was blessed by their faith and how his friends brought them to the foot of Jesus and he healed him and I just think about that as an example of sometimes we can't on our own go to Jesus and we need our brothers and sisters to point us to God and to make a way for us and to lower us down or just lift us up before the lord and we need the body of christ to be able to do that for each other so i don't know what it would be like to experience these things without jesus and without faith and so i'm i'm thankful for the body of christ in this season and i'm just praying for the black community and keep us in your prayers And I'm thankful for the community of believers as well. And please continue to be praying for Dante Wright's family and just the Black community in general. And just for the whole, just for human beings, we need grace so much. So thank you so much for tuning in on this first episode of That's Deep. My name is Lana Elise Hill, and thank you for joining me. God bless.